Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Unnecessary Noise. I am your host, TJ Tullock, and this is episode 85. 85. 85. I wonder if there's a significance there. There's not. We're only 15 episodes away from 100. And I keep thinking like, oh, maybe we're going to have this big reflective uh, show one of these days. Maybe we'll re- Maybe I'll retool it. Um, it, it, it hasn't happened yet. One day, though, I might even have a guest. A look back, as it were, on 85 episodes. It's funny, I always look at the analytics on this show and what's, what's hit and what's missed, uh, what are the best episodes, and just where my listeners are coming from. Weirdly enough, most of them coming from the States. And, and I feel like I talk mostly about... Canadian politics, although I do happen to mention my favorite listeners in Virginia, over in Langley, Virginia, at the uh, the CIA headquarters, allegedly, when I checked the Democrats, <laughs> 75%, and then we've got 19% coming from Canada, and then everywhere else in the rest of the world, Germany, Germany, hitting on 2% there, uh, then Ireland randomly, and then I guess, you know, a little bit from Russia, a little bit from the UK. I just love seeing where the hits are coming from. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about today. I mean, I got some weird stories. It's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. I probably should have said that first off. Didn't. Let's move on. Um, weirdest story I've got coming out of Valentine's Day. I'll talk about the Super Bowl later. But I had to bring this up. First and foremost, just a strange story. Bronx Zoo is letting you name a roach after your sweetheart. Not not like, you know, a roach, like a joint. Um, A cockroach. The cockroach. They are letting you... uh, This is an article coming out of NPR. Uh, For Valentine's Day is almost here, the article says, or might we say it's approaching. Zoos across the U.S. are breaking into into the Valentine's Day gift market, offering swarms of opportunities to name cockroaches after loved ones or maybe an ex. Ouch. That would be savage. Kind of brilliant. Savage. I mean, I guess you can name it whatever you want. I don't know. I just see it backfiring. Could you imagine one angry ex, someone that's just very, like a bitter breakup, or someone that takes it the wrong way? Honey, will you marry me? I, uh, I named a cockroach after you. Like, I get the stars program. Like, you know how you can, there's like planetariums, uh, you can name a star in a distant solar system because there's so many stars in the galaxy. And that's beautiful. That's sweet, you know? It's a chance, and you know, there are billions uh, of stars. I don't know, billions, trillions, there's a lot. Hundreds of billions and trillions, and there's just a lot of balls of gas out there in this universe. And so there's an endless supply of names to be had out there, you know? So, and like most relationships, like uh, some stars can turn into black holes. Just sucking the life out of you and just consuming everything, uh, everything in its path so that not even light, not even a ray of light and hope can escape. Maybe that's a metaphor for some relationships, but not yours. 
out there, whoever's listening, I'm sure you are in a beautiful and wonderful relationship and it will last, which is why you're going to name, you know, this, this cockroach, um, uh, promotion, the Bronx zoo is offering is going to be perfect for you and your loved one. <laughs> it's in its 11th year. This is so bizarre. This is wild. They like, I guess they just have hundreds of Madagascar uh, hissing cockroaches. And so the money benefits the Wildlife Conservation Society, a nonprofit organization, the zoo's website says. The Woo's website says. Uh, the dis the it's a gift that's designed to last. After all, roaches are forever. The site reminds us. Mm. They are supposed to be like the only animal that's going to su uh, survive a nuclear holocaust. It's going to be one of the few. So when we, again, we're, we're supposed to be on the precipice of another mass extinction. And, you know, I guess, hey, if you want your relationship to last, there's just going to be a bunch of Madagascar hissing cockroaches out there, and uh, your your relationship can be one of them. Now, that is the bright side of this cockroach uh, uh, <laughs> campaign, as it were. Uh, the San Antonio Zoo uh, crimey, has a Crimea cockroach fundraiser that's geared towards naming uh, cockroaches after ones who made... Uh, 2021 really difficult, such as an ex-partner, a boss, or a bestie. Um, a bestie? Like, so a bestie is making your life difficult. Does that make them a bestie? Or does that make them just, like, a frenemy? I don't think you're a bestie if you're making life difficult. Or that person is your bestie. You might be their bestie. Because you're an absolute dream of a human being, but they're not your bestie. I'm just reading this again. This is from the article, NPR, uh, from NPR.org. Um, uh, yeah, Texas, Texas Zoo. Everybody's naming cockroaches again. Planetarium's had it right, man. Name a star. You know that's that's great. You know they. Uh, the oh, here's one. The Nebraska Humane Society's litter box promotion isn't too far off um, from uh, from San Antonio's approach. Okay, I guess San Antonio's has uh, five dollars to name a leafy green, ten dollars to name a roach, and twenty-five dollars to name a rodent. And warning: the next part it may not be for everyone. Those who upgrade their donation can watch a video of their newly named creature being fed to an animal. Wow. Okay, circle of life. Again, we're just talking about relationships that are... Uh, I don't know. Uh, who are you buying the rodent for, like, to be fed for the snake? I'm thinking Tom Green in Road Trip. That is the person... If you are in a relationship with Tom Green's character from Road Trip, and I'm talking to maybe the one person that's actually seen that movie, if you were, if you are in your mid 30s and are a guy and grew up like in the mid late 90s, early 2000s, you saw that movie. Everybody else is like, what? It was it was popular for all of six months. 
And then just like Tom Green, which, I mean, again, surprisingly innovative. Without him, we wouldn't have had Jackass. We wouldn't have had um, all these other shows like Kenny versus Spenny. Heck, he even, I dare I say, like Joe Rogan, he's even said he started the podcast craze because Tom Green was doing a show in his own house. Nevertheless, I digress. If you are feeding a rodent, he also... <laughs> Uh, to someone, and you're naming that rodent that you are feeding to a snake um, after someone, I think the only way you get out of that is if your partner is very similar to the Tom Green character in Road Trip. That's all I'm going to say. And that's all I got to say about that. Um, you can also write an X's name on a litter box. Okay, well, there are some options for Valentine's Day if you are looking, you know, <laughs> for just a way to to feel better about yourself. I, what a horrible thing. I thought zoos were supposed to put good out into the world. I guess not when you really think about it because we've just captured these animals and we're just putting them on display for people, which, you know... I, I, I got I got no hate against a zoo, but like, you know, it, it's I guess it's I guess it's a little darker when I when I like just go beyond the surface level. Just poor little critters in cages, you know, different than one of these massive uh, conservation areas where these where these uh, cats and animals and things are in their natural habitat. Just keep now. I'm just having flashbacks to Tiger King. I wonder what Joe Exotic's promotions were when Valentine's Day was happening. Was there a Carol Baskin special that he? I'm just saying he would hypothetically put on because he accused her of murdering her husband. You know, feed a steak to a tiger, name the steak after your ex. Because, I mean, I'm just saying, if the San Antonio, you're naming, an, you're naming a rodent that's going to be fed to something after an ex, would a tiger then be not? Like, it just seems very dark. And, I mean, you know, Valentine's Day and all these other days that were designed by card companies to make us uh, buy stock cardboard with fun rhymes on them and chocolates, you know they they've served their purpose. Now they're they're kind of now they're parodies of themselves. Obviously, not that they ever weren't, but gosh, um, yeah, Valentine's Day. There's there are some options for you on Valentine's Day. Um, I am going to uh, move on. Moral of the story: If you want the relationship to last, buy a star. Not a cockroach. Like name name your name a star after your lover or loved one, not a cockroach or a rodent. Because yes, well, stars eventually turn into black holes, as we discussed earlier. Um they shine brightly and exist beautifully to provide warmth and happiness, possibly like the source of some life. In that plant, in their in their sphere, orbital sphere, while it's last. I don't know what I'm saying. 
I'm done. I'm out. Okay, moving on. Uh, anybody watch the Super Bowl? We watched a little bit. Of course you did. I uh, saw. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to talk too much on it. I just wanted to give a shout out to Will Ferrell being up here uh, from Vancouver. Um, love the fact that he showed up to the Super Bowl in a BC Lions jersey. There were, I mean, about anybody from Canada immediately got it. Anybody from Vancouver got it even more because Ryan Reynolds is from Vancouver. We went BC Lions. Loved it. Also, you know, Rock, I think The Rock played for the Lions for a season. Didn't he? Didn't he get cut? I think I feel like he got cut by Wally Bono. Bono? Bono? Bono. I don't know. Now I'm talking to like a very small subsection of the football community. That follows Canadian football. That's also listening to this podcast. That might be half a person. I'm just saying. I enjoyed that. It was kind of a double it was a double whammy though, too, right? Because, you know, he's wearing the Tigers colors. You know, the the Lions, for those of you guys that don't know, the BC Lions, I mean you can look his Will Farrell's picture up on Instagram. BC Lions, orange and black colors, much like the Bengals. But their name is the Lions, and Matt Stafford played for the Detroit Lions. And many people have said that Matt Stafford playing and winning in the, uh, in the Super Bowl is like Detroit finally getting a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So, it's like a win-win-win-win-win. A win-win-win. Win-win. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, the game was good. It was fun. Loved the... Loved the halftime show. That was probably the best halftime show I have seen since the early 2000s. I think when they did, you know, what was it? Was it Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears? That one was a decent one. Didn't was a Madonna on that one too? You know, they had some. They had some great ones for a long time. Like they just kept blowing up, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then Nipplegate happened, you know, because you would have these massive collaborations. Like when you think about Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson and just the elaborate sets they had. Um, and then, yeah, Nipplegate happens, shuts down everything. We go back, you know, uh, and then I think was it the next year was like Paul McCartney. Yeah, fine. It was okay. You know, but you just, you'd gone from just these amazing performances to a guy strumming his guitar. I think, and then the Stones, we had the Stones. It's just a bunch of people that were relevant <laughs> 40 years ago. And I mean, again, iconic, obviously iconic, but it's not like, it's not like you brought back Ringo Starr to play with Paul, which would have been fun. I mean, it's the Super Bowl, for crying out loud. That was one thing I will say I, I thought that they should have done. I would have liked to have seen at this Super Bowl. You could have brought in... If you had brought in NWA back for one track, I don't know which track you would play. Definitely not at the police. But it would have been great to see Dre and Cube on stage together. I'm, I'm just saying. That would have been phenomenal straight out of Compton I'm just saying 
even if they could somehow find a way to work that in. I, I don't know how you'd do it. That would have been the one thing that would have elevated that even more because that would have just been people losing their mind. And they already did. I mean, having Eminem, having Dre, having Snoop, uh, and, and 50 Cent. Was that Mary J. Blige? Was that the other one? Yeah. I'm trying to remember all the names. Again, there's so many. Kendrick Lamar. Just icons. It was great. That was a that was a great halftime show. I mean, I can't believe I'm addressing the halftime show more so than I am the uh, <laughs> the actual Super Bowl. <laughs> Shows how much I cared. It's Cincinnati and L.A. guys. Give me a break. I was I was kind of happy for both of them. That's when you know I'm slightly apathetic. Like the, there's no. It sounds weird, but it's almost like you know. A WrestleMania without John Cena or The Rock or Steve Austin or Brock Lesnar. Like WWE hyping up a promotion without its big stars. You know, it's a pay-per-view event. But it felt like you kind of just had... It was it was, it was, was nice. You're like, oh, that's nice. We didn't necessarily have the star power that, that had been made. You know, you'd had a... They were. It was very much uh, blue collar, kind of like yeah, these unsung heroes that it, that had great storylines that you were kind of rooting for, but they weren't. They weren't going up against the dominant force that had traditionally been Tom Brady, you know, or the or Aaron Rodgers, like these names that we are just that are just so synonymous with success in the NFL. And it was Matt Stafford. Oh, that's nice. You know, good for him. You know, he's always been a solid QB. You know, and Joe Burrow, oh, he, you know, he deleted all his social media accounts, and by golly, he's gonna, he's gonna really do great things for Cincinnati. Even Cincinnati itself, you know. And yeah, you got Sean McVay, you know. I, I mean, it is a great story to have the 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 Rams that couldn't beat uh, Belichick and the Patriots a few years ago to kind of rebound and come back to the Super Bowl. Fascinating. I think, it, I mean, and again, I I was rooting. I think as much as I, I'm happy to see Stafford uh, win, win, finally win something, I, I was rooting for Cincinnati because let's be honest, what does Cincinnati have? It's Ohio. It's just a working class town. Meanwhile, you got the glitz and glamour of L.A. L.A. LA fans have so much more to cheer for. They have the Dodgers. You know, you've got you've got the bright lights at Tinseltown kicking around the corner. You've got the coast. You've got beaches. You've got palm trees. It's beautiful. Then you've got Ohio. And what do they have? You know? Show that was shot in the 70s. WKRP Cincinnati. Poor Johnny Fever just passed away. And that show, I'm pretty sure, was shot in L.A. It was not actually shot in... It was not shot in Cincinnati. So there you go. The one claim to fame Cincinnati has is actually from a soundstage in L.A. Or Cincinnati. I mean, you got the Reds, and that's not good either. The Cincinnati Reds. Although, here's something. 
You know, we've got the Cincinnati Red, like the Cincinnati Reds come from the Cincinnati Red Stockings, actually the oldest team in baseball, I believe. Um, like the oldest, longest standing team in baseball, you know. And people have been talking about the Washington commies or comrades, commanders. No, <laughs> sorry, I said it wrong. I said Washington commies, comrades. And it's the Washington commanders. And we've been saying, re and they're worried about the, the whole red scare, you know. They got a red team called the commies. Yeah, I mean, the Washington commies in the, in the, uh, in the nation's capital. <laughs> but, you know, just to show you how apathetic we are to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been called the Reds for years. And they were the red, the big red machine in the 70s. They were, they, they were famous for that. You know? And you couldn't... You, they were a dominant force. And nobody ever associated it with communism. It's just, that's, and I mean, that's also probably because no one really cared. It's still, it's Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. They, yeah, you know what? If they are communists in there, good for them. They're, they're winning. Here's another thing about Cincinnati. You know, speaking of the big red machine, your most famous baseball player, Pete Rose, you know, the guy... He's not even. He's banned from the Hall of Fame. The most famous, I, I would argue, the most fam famous athlete to come out of Cincinnati is not even allowed in the Hall of Fame. He is, he is considered a blemish. So you know, <laughs> for betting on the game of baseball, good for good for Cincinnati whenever it can do anything. You know, and and. They got like they got Ken Griffey Jr. They they got Ken Griffey Jr. from Seattle. He played a couple good seasons, but let's be honest, he wasn't the kid anymore. By the time he got to uh, the the Reds, he, he was solid. It was like good for Ken. Again, that's that's the reaction you get when you go Cincinnati. Good for you, man. It's the same same thing if you if Detroit does anything, you know Detroit does anything well like Detroit wins anything, oh yeah, you know, not good, okay, oh the lines oh wow, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I guess moral of the story is you know, just. It's okay. It, good for Cincinnati. Moral of the story, I'm proud of you guys for doing what you did. And I can't really cheer for the Rams because, you know, they're in the NFC West. I'm a Seahawks fan. And if Aaron Rodgers, I'm not sure if this is true. I just have a feeling. I could see San Francisco 49ers g making a play for Aaron Rodgers. They don't want to deal with Jimmy G anymore. They need consistency at the quarterback position. And Aaron Rodgers wanted to be Sam Fran's QB back in the day. And then Alex Smith got taken. That was a whole thing. So to come back full circle, I think, would be a really big deal um, for Aaron Rodgers. Although, you know, Tom Brady might... Tom Brady's from the Bay Area, too. Who knows? 
So many different ideas. Or this, and I'm just saying, I I don't know. Do do they make? Does Seattle make a play for Aaron Rodgers, and do a straight up trade to Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson? Your call. I don't know. Anyways, a lot of lot of stuff, a lot of speculation out there. It's tough. It's tough. Anyway, moving on. Weird. Okay. Weird. Uh, another weird story. I'm going to bounce back and forth. I got one more weird Valentine's story that I'm going to call it a day. Uh, the French fry lover in your life may go head over peels for this perfume. Again, another one out of NPR. Um, looking for a last-minute Valentine's Day gift. The French fry lover in your life may go head over peels for this. Uh, new perfume from the Idaho pa- Potato Potato Commission. Uh, yes, you read that right. Um, gives off the aroma of French fries in all their greasy, salty splendor. This is written by, I should give credit because I'm basically reading their stuff, Joe Hernandez. Um and again, they're basically making a French fry perfume, a limited edition fragrance, and it's going for a dollar eighty nine per one point seven ounce bottle. Whew, that's gross. That that just you know the thing about French fries and like gr- that greasy smell, it smells like acne. And, I mean, yes, there's, like, you know, there's the ballpark. There's that ballpark vibe that you get, like, on a summer day when it's got to be mixed in with, like, kind of fresh-cut grass. This is going to sound weird, but, like, there is a certain atmosphere in which that greasy um, French fry scent is nice. Uh, It's nice. It is not—it's never on a person. But like on a ball, on a dry or like a hot summer day, like dusk settling, a little bit of cigarette smoke in the air. You're watching a ball game. You're, you know, you smell that waft coming in from the concession. It's mixed in with a little bit of cinnamon. You got the, you know, they're deep frying not only just French fries, but there's donuts. There's a bunch of things going on. Yeah, that that just makes you feel like same same with the carnival. It makes you feel del- like. You know, kind of hungry, but also kind of like, yeah, this is a great summer night. Cool breeze kind of wafts in on a nice cool breeze, but not too too cool. That's a good night. That's a good summer night. Anyway. But to smell it on a person, that'd be disgusting. It's absolutely vile. We have some weird people in this world. Like, it just goes to show you, I mean, as... As polarized as we are, like, you know, you know, you look at this world sometimes politically and just like, well, there's so many things and we're just that we're a diverse group of human beings. I think that's what I was trying to say. You know, whatever you're like, I look at this and I think that is utterly repulsive. That's the last thing I would like to smell on someone. Is it a French perfume? It's a French, sorry, French fry perfume. It's a, it's not a cologne, it's a perfume. 
there is it a yeah it's a perfume and it's called Fritz which is I mean it's gimmicky obviously this is not no one's taking this seriously um, but at the same time I look at this and I'm like wow that is that is absolutely repulsive you know but then again, people look at me watching a grown man that watches pro wrestling on a regular basis and says, that's absolutely dumb. So we all have things in our lives, I guess, moral of the story, that are totally stupid. Some have more stupid things than others that are in their life or appear stupid to other people. And with that... You know, I wish you guys a very happy Valentine's Day. Go put on some French fry cologne. Um, name a rat after your loved one or a cockroach or whatever. I would go for a star. But have a great rest of your day. That's it. I'm out.